again for the Marks of the Round Table. I am your host, Nick. With me, as always, are Preston. Hello! And Eric. Hello! And the band is back together one more time for you. And do we have to pay for that? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Preston will get all the, the residuals out of that. Okay. Pay up. <laughs> I think I got a nickel somewhere. All yeah. right, so. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> So we, we are, uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Marks of the Roundtable. This is a wrestling podcast by wrestling fans, for wrestling fans, and just wrestling observers who want to listen in and get an idea of what... Uh, and Tim. Tim. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. Let me read the cue card. Happy birthday, Tim, from your friends at No One Gives a Shit. Damn it, they did it again. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. I, I should have told you guys before we started this, Tim is... Uh, I don't know how you say it, a uh, stalker type thing okay. that hates us? I don't know. Oh. Troll, troll, that's Trolls! Apparently this is the YouTube episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, but no, again, it's a wrestling forum, we're just here to talk about wrestling, things we enjoy, things we don't like, things we like to talk about, and sometimes things you want to hear about. And maybe you want to hear about things you didn't expect or whatever, it'll surprise you. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be an interesting one. We'll start off, like always, with news and rumors, and then we'll go from here. So, kicking it off to news and rumors, Eric. So, uh, there's been a big change in the TLC pay-per-view, which is, as of right now, it's coming out on, what is it, Sunday? Yep, yes, this Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, this, today is Friday the 20th, so it still hasn't happened yet. So, the big main event was the Shield versus, what, the Bar Mitzvah, <laughs> and, uh, which is uh, the Bar... Miz and Kane and Braun Strowman. And then, you know, turns out Roman Reigns will not be in the match. I'm sure that makes a lot of people happy. Well, maybe sad, but guess who they got to replace him? Who is that? Kurt Angle. Mm. Oh, man. That's going to be you. a good match. Uh, but it seems kind of I think weird. that match is going to suck. <laughs> no way. It depends. Is it, is it happening inside of a cage of any kind? I'm not sure. I think it's just going to be a TLC, like a uh, table's ladder chairs. <laughs> Holy thing. shit. We could actually see Kurt Angle do a moonsault off the top of a ladder. Oh. And I hope his, not. I at mean, his age, no. Hey, anything is possible. Somebody Everybody's already said that it it's probably going to be like, Stephanie's going to come out and be like, Kurt Angle cannot wrestle due to injuries. He's not, you know, like, uh, and they're going to put in Jason Jordan. So that's already a rumor that some people are predicting. And the worst part about that is that would not surprise me. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. And or I would like, be so angry. Or like he's in his gear ready to go and his son walks up real quick like, Dad, I got this. I got this. Yeah. And then he comes out and Dean and Seth just look at him like, what the fuck are you doing here? I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I prefer Kurt, but I'm just glad Jordan's getting a little, at least a little bit of eyes. But I would prefer Angle. Yeah. Uh, so, I want the guy that came up during the Shield. Do you remember that one time when, when they were like the Shield? We have a fourth partner today, and he'll be with us. And then that guy from the audience just came up. Yeah. Stand right next to the Shield. Yeah, I remember that. That's, so well like, that's the guy I want. I want to be the 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 the, the new member. Didn't they just look at him like, who the hell are yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the guy. And Dean was like, yeah, it's him. <laughs> But well, real quick, guys, actually, this just it just came off my Twitter feed. Apparently, it came out a few hours ago. Yeah. There's some other issues going on in what? WWE because Kevin Owens has just been pulled from the rest of the live events in South America. Yeah. I yeah, heard about that, that, that too. That, yeah. uh, that meningitis um, 
Well, so, I haven't gotten to that, but that is the reason why Roman Reigns is out. Is because men supposedly there's a meningitis spread spreading all through the locker room, and uh, so far it's hit another big superstar, and that's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Apparently, Sister Abigail can't protect you from the measles. <laughs> yeah. Darn. Well, it looks like they're replacing Bray Wyatt with AJ Styles. Hell yeah. Which I want to see that match. Oh, Bullet Club leader versus Bullet Club leader? Hell yeah. to the yeah. Yeah, will will we finally get the answer, though, of who is the true leader of the Bullet Club? Or will Gallows and Anderson just kind of hang out in the back like a couple of... uh, They'll just just hang out, but for me, leader's got to be the original, Finn Balor. Mm, I don't know. I think AJ Styles brought a little bit more legitimacy to it. And I agree completely with you. I think that Finn created the club, which it was is great. awesome. Yes. But AJ Styles brought that new level yeah. to the club. And the big difference, though, between Finn Balor's Bullet Club and AJ Styles is AJ had all that time with guys like Hogan and Flair yeah. and Bischoff and these guys who could help teach you how to lead a group or how to lead a faction while he was in TNA. So mm-hmm. when he got there, he had all that work he did with Fortune and – all of that to prepare immortal. him, an immortal, to prepare him to take over for leading a group like the Bullet Club. So it's one of those things where, yeah, Finn Balor started something kind of awesome, but then AJ Styles improved it, took it into the uh, yeah. stratosphere. And mm-hmm. since AJ left, Kenny Omega carried it great for a while. But when they booted Kenny out, the Bullet Club's not booted out. He's, he's not still, leading though. Cody Rhodes still, is leading the Bullet. Club. No, wait, Cody Rhodes no. is officially the leader of the Bullet no, Club. No, okay, who, no, no. Has the world heavyweight title no matter what promotion it is? ROH, it's Cody. And most of the Bullet Club members that everybody like knows, where are they right now? But wait, you're ROH. not talking about so, the Bullet Club. That is the elite. Right, but that's, that's a different part. Right, but I'm saying is most of the most of the gold is on the club members who are in ROH, where Kenny hasn't been for a while. Kenny's He's been over just in Japan. Been with is Marty Scurll still in ROH? Marty Scurll is yes. still there. Yeah, because. I was in track of all the damn uh, ROA or Bullet Club members. The only ones I know of for certain now are Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, and Marty Skrull, or Tonga Tapa or whatever. I don't know if he's uh, still there. Kenny Omega is still a member. Toma Tonga is still a member. Bad Luck Fale is still a member. But they're mm-hmm. all over in Japan. Yeah. Those guys. There's also, what was his name? The uh, the one Japanese wrestler who joined them too. Yeah. I don't remember. I'd never remember his name. So. Yeah, so no, you were talking about it before with the meningitis issue. That's some yeah, dangerous crap. That is, man. And, and it's passing through the locker room so quickly that, it's you know. A, it's there's, like, there's it's there's like God's seventh plague. JoJo supposedly uh, spread it around, so. Ooh, my. You know, Bray well, was, Wyatt's with JoJo right now. It, it was interesting. The first three reports I heard were JoJo, Bray, and... Uh, um, Bo, Bo, Dallas. Bo Dallas, which yeah. Bo and Bray are brothers. So <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> apparently, yeah. apparently they like to share. It, it's supposedly it's like it's airborne. You can catch it airborne. It so. You know, it's not so much you know because people already linking Roman Reigns to it, and they're like, they're like Roman Reigns, JoJo. You yeah. know, well, it's more fun to think of it that way. Well, you, yeah. you, have, you have to take into account too a, a wrestling locker room for anybody who's never been in a wrestling locker room, even at the pro level. These guys don't get their own locker rooms. Mm-hmm. A couple of them do. But the most part, it's five or six guys in a locker area together, sometimes even more. These guys are showering in the same general areas. Their gear is in the same general areas. So your, your sweat and, and breath and things are passing all over all of this stuff. Isn't and you're not there a vaccine it. for meningitis? I don't think so. I don't believe there's a vaccine specifically for meningitis, but there is medication to 
you know, you know, cure it or make it a dormant, you know, thing. But there is no like meningitis thing you get as a kid that keeps you from getting it. But so. but what I like about what I like, I should say, I don't there like, is a vaccine for meningitis. Oh, look at you, Mister Science Boy. I googled it, <laughs> but. What I like about what this whole thing is reviewed, I don't like that anyone's getting sick, but what I like that this revealed was that clearly this shows that the intent was obvious for WWE to bring Kurt back and to at least get him in the ring for one more match. Because clearly this couldn't have been what they intended for him to come back on. This is just him, you know... Filling um, in a spot. Yeah, yeah, filling in a spot and doing a solid. So it's now just a matter of who's the original person... They wanted him to wrestle against. You know who they should have brought in to fill in for Roman? Brock Lesnar. Oh, that oh. would have been oh. awesome. You, you, you want to know what have been a really nice little nod to people who know little secrets about the Shield? Who would have been a nice third person to bring in? Cassius Ono. Oh yeah, that would have been a big surprise. Well, that also just would have been a nice nod to the to trivia of like, hey, the original um, three members that Punk wanted. Here they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. But still, the Cassius Ono thing, who I can't do it. He's still Chris Hero to me. Yeah. Still standing from day one. Still Chris Hero. I, I don't I know. Still, I like the Ono theme, and I like what I they've do done like with the it. the Ono theme, though. Yeah. yeah and, and okay, props But to I that, like but, the Chris Hero theme. Right. My, yeah. My whole thing, though, is this is another example, though, where the WWE, no matter what they've tried to do to improve the, the medical situation in their business... They're still not getting it all because these people should have, you know, should be seeing a physician. Take a vaccine. Take a vaccine, doing those things. I mean, if you're traveling on the road with these people all the time, you should have a, like a primary care style doctor Mm -hmm. who could be like, hey, when was the last time you had your uh, Tdap? Or when was the last time you had this? We need to get you updated to make sure you stay healthy. Did you get your flu vaccine here? There's your flu shot. Stuff like that. Things (laughs) to keep these, these people from getting into these issues because they're traveling the world. Yeah. Not just the United States, they're traveling the world. And remember, vaccinations and care in other parts of the, of the world aren't the same as the United States. Right now, there's guys in South America. They were over in the Middle East not too long ago. They were over in India not too long ago. Mm-hmm. You need to keep up on all of the necessary uh, vaccines and um, other things to make sure that when you're traveling around, you don't pick up things like this. I guarantee you that's where they got it from, India, man. It they would not surprise there. me. Yeah. So it would not surprise me at all. Watch Jinder Mahal be the one person who doesn't get the meningitis. That's because Jinder Mahal's body is already adapted to it. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny if Kevin Owens gets it because he was just – he took on Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And, and remember, you're locking up with sweaty dudes and your sweats. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God. <laughs> Jinder Mahal is the carrier. He what is patient he is? zero. <laughs> and he's sleeping with JoJo. What? <laughs> oh, my God. We just started a whole new thing. And he's been banging Roman. Oh god, that's <laughs> even worse. Hash- that explains all the, the ten, tense muscle though. Hashtag I made it with JoJo. Yeah. Modern day Maharaja. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, that's the big one for news and rumors that I know we all saw that and like, holy crap, the locker room is getting hit with this oh, no. meningitis. That's ridiculous. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Well, I mean, I did hear about Booker T getting what is it? The uh, really sick after uh, what was it Africa? Yeah, but it's probably something he ate. Yeah, but Booker T does not exactly have the greatest uh, palate when it comes to choosing foods. <laughs> How well, do you know? So you should hear like I remember like interviews he's done like talking about the food he eats when he travels. Really? He just he's one of those guys like if you're walking down the street and there's like a street vendor and it smells good, he'll just buy it. Really? It's like you don't even know if that was made properly, see, bro. See, I um I respect people that can do that, you know. 
Yeah, but you got to have that iron stomach for Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. But those yeah. people grow up like having that iron stomach because they're used to the environment and right. everything around it. So I know when I went to the Dominican Republic and, uh, you know, just being there a couple of days, like that messed up my stomach. I remember just drinking some of the water, you know. <laughs> you, 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 oh my God, you didn't follow the rule, did you? They told us we could drink the water. Right, no, just whenever you go to places and you're not sure, <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm sh- oh, you should be fine. Either get it in a bottle or make sure that it's at least a 90 proof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure it's at least a 90 proof and then you should be fine. And I was mad because I didn't get any Dominican food. All they gave us was like white people American food all the time. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I know I, I hate to get off subject yeah. on this, but I've, you know, I've traveled around a bit too. And um, I went to uh, the Caribbean and into uh, like Nassau and the Bahamas and such. Yeah. And you get there and you're you're like, man, I want like food from like the local cuisines. Mm-hmm. And when you get off like the cruise ship or you get off the airport or whatever, the first things in front of you are like McDonald's, Burgers, Wendy's, yeah. Burger King. It's I, like, I get this at home, man. I mm-hmm. want some like fresh lobster pulled out of the uh, ocean yesterday and grilled up for me kind of stuff. I want cl- I, traditional foods. I don't know. When I went to Paris and London, I got some authentic food because I had genuine escargot, which – surprisingly isn't that bad on bread and i had some classic um shit i'm forgetting the name of it um fish and ch- fish and chips and that was really good yeah but you and, were you were in westernized cultures so. mm-hmm. nah, still i yeah. still got you said those authentic right food and i did true. get authentic that is true and that i had true. the and i had the best french onion soup from france it had like mozzarella that was like an inch thick on the now, soup now did now was it french onion soup for them or was it just onion soup <laughs> i don't know i didn't i don't remember the menu it was in french and i can't yeah, read french like when you go to china like when you go to china you don't order chinese food you just order food because yeah. <laughs> that's all they don't have like a chinese food it's just which food. our chinese food is nothing like their chinese oh food. No, not at all yeah we were just talking about that earlier it's technically street food yeah, to them, but yeah. street food it's not the dish all right well, i don't care it's we good, are though. getting Way off topic. All right. <laughs> Traveling. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it is my fault. I am sorry. I started, <laughs> once again, tra- you know, just fading off. Who doesn't off love food, though? Yes, yes. But anyway, um, I guess for the other quick um, news thing that I already mentioned was a rumored fourth member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. joining. I mentioned how I'd like to see either Cassius Ono or personally, if the rumors again are true, CM Punk, because rumor mills going around that he's showing interest of possibly getting back in the wrestling ring, not specifically with WWE, but in some capacity, obviously WWE wants him back. And I, and I feel Punk or Ono would be a nice sort of nod to the origins of the Shield. I, I guess that uh, AJ Lee is just a little more high maintenance than he thought she'd be. <laughs> and so he needs to go start making money again. But <laughs> Well, but, he thought he had a career in, in UFC. UFC, but after his We all fight, could have told him he didn't have a career in UFC. Well, you know, I, I respect him for going to do it. I mean, but did anybody really think he was going to win that match? No. I mean, first of all, he didn't even, I mean, he didn't even take on a scrub. Like, first, first match, he takes on an actual ranked competitor. And I'm like, well, that's your first dumb move, you know? <laughs> right. Considering you've never had an MMA fight, it's like if I, it's like almost watching celebrity boxing. You know, it's like, <laughs> I remember that. You know, it's like you 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 don't expect them to win against a real fighter, you know. Unless he's Danny Bonaducci, then you just run in fear. Yeah, but that but, dude was a beast. Oh yeah. 
But if you guys had to put one person with the shield as a fourth member or predict who they would possibly make a fourth member, who would you who do you think it would be? If I had to, because personally I don't want to. I like them better as a as a three. Oh, me me too. But if the rumor is true, like who do you think it could be? If I had to, if I had to absolutely absolutely choose somebody, I'd actually go probably outside of the box on this one. And I would probably pick someone like Eric Young. I know he's got the sanity thing, but the other guys can kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Eric Young fits that militant kind of look. Or you could go way left field and do someone like Johnny Gargano, who is a great mm-hmm. technical wrestler and can make a character flip. Like a super I, hot baby face. Yeah, I, well, that's the same problem with Cassius Ono. He is just way too way too baby face right now to really play a heel character. Well, well they're, not, they're, not, say, they're not really heels anyway. I'd have to go with Mojo Rowley. <sighs> I hope that people will listen to the last episode, and I hope they're no. okay with me punching you no. aggressively. No, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> I just, I'd rather uh, see Zack Ryder as a member of the Shield. Yeah. He's more believable as a member of the Shield. I'd like to Nick see like there. maybe AJ Styles or Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor would be the perfect thing for. Him I would right rather now. just see the uh, the club as the, the WWE calls them reunite and have. That's a good what three I would like to see, like the club, club versus, versus the, the shield. shield. You know. Oh yeah, an AJ Styles club. No disrespect to Finn Balor. But AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson versus Roman, Seth, and Dean. That would make a great six-man for a good number of months. You could oh, yeah. work that for a long time. But but I either would like to see that or what I think is going to ultimately be more like the Shield. Or not like the Shield, like the Bullet Club in the way that they're showing already signs of the way they book them. Is actually Undisputed Era. I guarantee you, I think Undisputed Era is going to be more like the Bullet Club in WWE than the Bullet Club is. Yeah. Oh the, my god. Is Roderick Strong the fourth man? <gasps> Whatever. Anyway. But, I just yeah. had to bring that one out there because I know that's the big thing that NXT is trying to do right now. But um, who who do you think, Eric, if um, well, would be a good fourth you, member? Finn or uh, AJ. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but... I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just don't see piece. anybody really meshing well with them, to be honest. They would have had to I, have been there when they started in NXT. Yeah, I just leave it as it is. I mean, it's not, it's not something that needs another person. If they need an extra person, it's okay to add somebody in, not as the shield, but helping them. Right. Kind of like you know, if they had to for TLC, you know. Let's go get the hurricane. He likes truth and justice. I like the Hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane deserves more credit than he gets. Oh my I God, love Gregory Helms. The Hurricane's work with The Rock was amazing. Yes. That's some of my favorite stuff. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> oh man, that, that's a terrible way to segue this one. But speaking of The uh, Rock, <laughs> speaking of The Rock, we, um, <clears throat> we have a very serious question we want to ask all of you listening to this podcast right now. For the main topic is going to be. John Cena uh, does he suck? Are we talking <laughs> about right now or all, all all through his career? I'm guessing this will mostly just be an entire like dissertation in a way of his entire career because, admittedly, John Cena has not John Cena has at times in his career sucked, and admittedly not really due to his own faults. But all right, we'll have to give examples. Okay, um. So the main issue that we're trying to discuss, though, is does he actually suck as a wrestler? Overall. Overall. So that's that's where we're at. Okay. I don't know. I guess we'd have to say overall because, you know. <coughs> like I said, everybody's going to have Everybody screamed. You know, they have John Cena sucks. 
John Cena sucks. Come yeah, on, but so. see, I think uh, I'm probably have to, I'm probably going opposite of my usual on this one because usually I'd be Cena bashing because I hate the guys that the WWE pushes in your face as yeah. these are your heroes. I hate but it. honestly, I really don't think that John Cena is the reason why John Cena sucks. Uh, yeah. A weird way to explain it, but I don't really believe that John Cena is the reason. If He's not really when no, you look at it. I think it is the way the WWE programming has been designed that has made the quote-unquote John Cena sucks. I mean, it is, it's notorious now with Monday Night Raw. You've got three hours, right? Yeah. And they fit about, what, a dozen matches and promo pieces, right? Yeah. So your match times are maybe eight minutes, maybe. It's hard to develop a really good wrestling match in eight minutes. Yeah. So when you've got a guy like John Cena, you're like, all right, dude, you've got your big five moves. So go out there, get beat up for a little bit, do your big five moves, win, yay, and yeah. get back behind the curtain because we have to go to commercial or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. So I feel like it's the programming that's making it difficult because they don't do that programming in NXT. Since yeah. NXT is one hour, they set four uh, matches. Yeah. Maybe three if they want to make one really long. Right, if they're having either a championship match or a big six-man or something. So three to four segments. So you're talking 10 to 15 minutes of time to work with per match. Mm-hmm. And so you get really great quality matches. The match recently between Drew McIntyre and Roderick Strong for the NXT title, Yeah. great match. They had almost 20 well, minutes to develop a really great story. The problem is you're trying to fit – the WWE programming is trying to fit so much content – into the two-hour SmackDown or three-hour Raw, that these guys aren't being given enough time to really develop good matches. So yeah, you're going to get five-move Cena, and that's it. But I think really that's where pay-per-view is kind of, though, where John Cena has shined, at least in recent years, because I know there will be a lot of people who will continue to say to this day that John Cena sucks. I know there are guys out there that are like, John Cena can't wrestle, but you look at it, guys he's wrestled against and the good guys he's put on excellent matches with from CM Punk to Daniel Bryan to Kevin Owens to AJ Styles to Brock Lesnar to The Miz and so on and so on and so on and at some point it's like this is not this cannot all be on those other guys because while we while the adage is famous of you know he could get a broom over he could wrestle a broom and make it over or something you cannot put on a good match if the other person doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Good case in point is the Great Khali. No one who has ever wrestled Great Khali has had a good match because you just can't do anything with that. I hate to say it, but I actually like the John Cena versus Khali match. It and wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match, and that's saying a lot because I pretty much hate almost every Kali match. But I think you, everybody when does. We're talking about a guy that who's what is he seven foot seven foot four? Something yeah, like that. something like that. And most of his weight's carried above his waist. You're always afraid if he bends over too far or you turn him the wrong direction, he's gonna snap his leg. Oh yeah, he's like you know? modern day giant Gonzalez, pretty or much. Modern day or modern day Andre the Giant or something. No, no Andre the Andre Giant, giant had flexibility. Yeah, flexibility. He also had good thick legs. Yeah. The problem is, Great Kali's upper body strength was great, yeah. but he did not have a lot of Lower body. And the problem and, and what's notorious for guys with his kind of issue with his you know height and his size issue is your feet and ankles and legs are in really poor shape most of your life. Yeah. So if you don't keep the flexibility, if you don't keep that all trained, it would not be hard to break something or hurt something severely. I mean 
big point, Sid, uh, Sid Vicious. Not even as tall as Great Khali, <sighs> but Sid Vicious. Great upper body. Didn't do a lot on leg day. And there's that classic WCW match against Chris <laughs> Benoit where he broke his own leg doing a basic jump off of the second turnbuckle. To get that image out of my head. <laughs> so, yeah, that is one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen on TV. I was there live when it happened. That really? Because oh. that, that was at the WCW pay-per-view in Cincinnati. Really? That that happened, and I was at that pay-per-view live. Yeah, that was on Raw. I mean, uh, Nitro. No, I, I believe that was at the pay-per-view. I mean, Pretty I might be sure wrong. that was a Nitro. Okay. I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing the subject because I don't want that image in my head anymore. But point is... A guy can't have good matches with that many quality guys and it all be on them. He has to factor into that somewhere as well. So pay-per-view is really where John Cena shines as far as his wrestling ability goes. All right. So do I think John Cena sucks. I think Super Cena sucks. Yeah. But I like John Cena. But but again, I think that yeah. plays that plays into what Nick says is that really wasn't so much a John Cena yeah. failing, but as you know the the machine behind John Cena failing because they just well, it wasn't only the same thing that Nick was saying. It was the can he overcome the odds all the time. Yeah, but, but, it was like oh my gosh, he's going against Big Show. Can he overcome the odds and AA him? Well, yeah, yeah. he does that, and then the next month they're like. He's taking on big, uh, you know, great Kali. And will he overcome the odds? And it's like, well, yeah, he just picked up freaking Big Show. Right, you exactly. Know? And, and then they're like, oh, he's taking on Umaga. Will he overcome the odds? It's like, well, yeah, we know he's going to overcome. Let him fail a couple of times, and then we might believe that he might but, overcome the odds. But but it is going back to what Nick said, because he said it's all about the way WWE program oh, yes. that he can't wrestle in, and that's the same thing. It's like it's the bookers not knowing what to do with Cena, and like you said, it's kind of like, you know, there's only so well, many times he can succeed. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they, they were building a new Hulk Hogan, man. Yeah, the and thing, they did. And the thing is, they, they built exactly what they wanted to. They wanted someone for the kids to cheer for. Yeah. To and sell t-shirts and to sell wristbands. They wanted Cena as a marketing tool. Exactly. And the problem is, when you take on the responsibility of being the face of the company, which, regardless of title or not, John Cena is the face of the company. Oh, yeah. When you take on that responsibility, you kind of have to go with what the company wants you to do. Because if you start biting against the company, you know it's easy for somebody else to come in and take the job from you. Cena wanted the paycheck. He's openly said he works hard, but he wants that he wants that paycheck. Yeah. So he's going to do whatever the company asks him to do to keep getting that paycheck coming in. But you are right, though, in what you say about there have been glints and eras within Cena's career where he has sucked or people haven't liked him, especially mm. wrestling fans. And there's parts where he shined. I always like to look back at his early years, the ruthless aggression era. You know, mm. as he was leading up Which to the Dr. Thugonomics. Right. No, no. Because that was the most wrestling Cena. Because that's where the, the gimmick hadn't <sighs> developed yet, so it was wrestling it Cena. It wasn't even prototype John Cena. No. It was just regular <clears throat> John Cena. Yeah. And, and Psyche haired John Cena, let's see. And, and, and he wasn't even that good of a wrestler then, because remember, the stories we've heard of John Cena being, you know, originally a, a weight, wanting to be a weightlifter, 
profession, but, you know, didn't work out for him. So he became a professional wrestler. So when he came in as, you know, the ruthless aggression Cena, who just wore the colors of whatever sports team for whatever city he was in at the time. Oh, the doctor of the economics, yeah. No, no. no. Um, when he was, when, when he, he was. a little tights gear. Yeah, the tights. Oh, yeah. The tights yeah. matched whatever color the sports team That's was. So, true, like, yeah. if he was in Cincinnati, he'd be wearing orange and black. Or yeah. red. Or red and white. Or red and white. But anyway. Um, he wasn't really good then as far as a wrestler either because he was still very green at that point and kind of, you know, trying to find his niche. And Bruce Pritchard has said on his podcast when they talked about Cena that there was a time period during the Ruthless Aggression era version of him that they were considering cutting him loose. And I think that's where the doc- Doctor of Thugonomics came from was the, well, we've run out of ideas, now what do we do? But I remember very clearly the day he debuted against Kurt Angle. And I could tell right there that there was a great wrestler in John Cena. That you, there was... you could tell that he had potential for bigness, greatness. Yeah. Bigness. <laughs> I mean, and thickness. And bigness and thickness. <laughs> you, you could see it. And I'm like, when I think about wrestling John Cena, I always like to go back to that era because that's where he was the most wrestling. As time's gone on, the character development made a better character. But you lost some of the wrestling in the development of the character. Yeah. But that's you know, usually what happens his, to the big stars. His STF went from being a really good, clean-looking, like, William Regal-style STF to the garbage to one the garbage one he has now, where he's basically crossing his hands and then standing over the guy on his hands. Yeah. The guy's got plenty of room to move around in between <laughs> things, which I know safety reasons, too, but yeah. it, it's, it's so bad that when you see it, you're like, I know this doesn't hurt the guy. So... Mm. It doesn't. It's not a believable thing. I, I'm more likely to believe AJ Styles' calf crusher as a painful submission hold than the STF or old school STFU as it was called. Yeah, which I, I love, think. by the way. I miss, yeah. I miss those old STFU the and F-U. the FU. Well, yeah. I miss all that. The thing I love about the FU also was that sort of came a lot of fan. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but. Um, Cena first feuded with Brock Lesnar long, long ago, back when he was doing his Dr. Orthogonomous thing and when Lesnar was a face of all things. And I don't remember what he called it back then. It might have just been the Fireman's Carry Slam or something for all I know. But because Lesnar's always had the F5, Cena to sort of be, you know, screw you to Brock Lesnar said, you know, well, my finisher's the FU. Mm-hmm. And for that, for the longest time, it was the FU instead of the attitude adjustment. Right. And that's, again, but that's where Cena had, I guess, more, more creativity of his character was on him and not on the business. Yeah, that's why my favorite era of Cena was actually the Doctor of Thugonomics, because while maybe we saw a little bit of his wrestling ability with the ruthless aggression version of himself, Doctor of Thugonomics was really where he got to sh- let his personality shine through. And I love that gimmick, because it, it works so well as either a face gimmick of just something fun that the people can get behind, or obnoxious of the white rapper, Grr, I want to I wanna kill him, and... We actually saw a heel John Cena for a yeah. while. Well, he's like one of the best trash talkers I've ever seen. Oh, Without yeah. question. Well, him and The Rock. I mean, I don't know what they do, man, but oh, it's I, just like ridiculous. Oh, in my opinion, Cena's far and away better than The Rock because while The Rock is a good trash talker, as a talker in wrestling, Rock relies too heavily on catchphrases and saying the same thing over and over. Doesn't matter what you think. Lay the smack down and blah, blah, blah. 
John Cena rarely says the same thing in a in a promo. So, Unless it's his typical things like if you want some, come get, get some. some, which yeah. is more just like how he closes the promo. Right. Yeah. So I will always remember. I want to say it was before the the WrestleMania in Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. the promos because that was the first time in like five or six years that you heard the old Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena, come yeah. out, and he did that battle rap, and the words he was saying, though I don't find him as a highly skilled rapper. What he was saying in the promo he was giving was probably one of his most aggressive promos oh. in a like a long time. I, I still know? I still remember the reaction from one of the promos was I think it might have been the first one where he was doing a battle rap because um, he was talking about like when Rock called him a fruity pebble. He put out then this um, purple pinwheel, and I still remember my reaction when he's like, I'm like a big purple pinwheel rock, so go ahead and blow me. I was just like, whoa, he actually got away with saying that? Yeah, I, my favorite one was still, I can't remember the exact words to it, uh, like how it led up to it, was when he pulled that package of peanuts out of his pocket. And he said it basically he basically told Rock to choke on his nuts, and he threw <laughs> and he threw his nuts, he started throwing his nuts in his face, and I'm just like, that's the scene I missed. That's the yeah. scene I wanted to cheer for. Or when he called um, Rock Kung Pao chicken shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the that's that's the scene that I remember that I actually enjoyed watching. Yeah. His wrestling was better. The promos were good. It was a character that I could get behind before the WWE machine came in and it's like, all right, good. Now that you've got this character developed, we're putting our spin on it, and this is what you're gonna do. I pretty much call that Cena. I don't really call him Superman Cena because he was, but really. I think that scene was more the Marine Cena because that was when he was in the yeah, Marine, the, the chain gang soldier, and that whole that whole bit. Yeah, but mm. I just I miss the free. I feel like John Cena doesn't have the freedom anymore like he used to. For a guy who's so big in the business, I feel like he doesn't have the freedom of character development that he used to have, and so we've lost what did make John Cena a great wrestler and a great entertainer. Because now the company's like, well, we're PG, we have shareholders. They want this from you. Go do this. Yeah. He's definitely, like, nowadays he has a lot more say. It's clear. He speaks from his mind nowadays. Mm-hmm. Especially with and, that Romo promo, it, or Roman promo. And I'd say the, the time that, I'd say I liked him from Do- Doctor of Thogonomics. And after that, I, I thought John Cena sucked. And it wasn't until the U.S. title tournament, you know, uh, opened Invitational. That was fun to watch because that brought a lot of credibility back to the United States title. Exactly, and you know what? That's when we realized John Cena can wrestle again. Because I mean, he's he was having great matches with everyone and putting over new talent like crazy. Absolutely, and that's where I gained my respect for John Cena as a wrestler. But he's always had it as a personality. As a Mike person, he's had the charisma is over crazy. You know, one of my favorite moments of his was. When the Nexus showed up. Yeah. Because they destroyed him. Yeah. And he, he let it he let it be him that it was going to happen. It's like, these guys need to make a quick, heavy impression to get over. So he let them just tear him apart. And then that whole work where he had to work for them and everything. It was great. Yeah, but then he kind of undid all that good he did by letting them beat up him. On that Raw at the SummerSlam. Because it's pretty common knowledge that the reason 
the Nexus lost at SummerSlam was because he kind of suggested, you know, that they lose. And while he has admittedly admitted or said that in hindsight it was a bad idea for them to lose at SummerSlam. Yeah, and, and, no, and you're right about that. But let's be honest, a large portion of the Nexus talent wasn't really going to make it far in the company. I thought that first, they had pretty good you know, a team there. I mean, yeah. Wade Barrett could have been, should Something. have been a main eventer. Absolutely. I, I, I would have kept, I mean, uh, out Just, of all of them, Wade Barrett, I would have kept. Justin Gabriel. Justin Gabriel was, was entertaining. Um, Heath Slater. Took him a while, but he's proven yeah. himself to be I entertaining. I say I do love Heath Slater. Yeah. So. It, it took then, him a while. At first, I thought he was the weakest member of the Shield, but I was like, but now I'm like, eh, I can the see The guy him. has charisma for days. Mm-hmm. But then there was... um. Michael Tarver. Michael Tarver, who... Which, no, I didn't see anything. Um, Ryback, or Skip Sheffield. Skip Sheffield, who took an entire character redevelopment to make him better. And then Darren Young, who, let's be honest, Darren Young, back then, was like the... you know He looks like he could be John Cena's brother. Yes, 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 exactly. And again, he needed an entire character redevelopment. To actually be entertained. And he's still not really found his niche yet, really. I, I honestly don't think you're going to see Darren Young on WWE TV anymore anyway. Oh, I think you will. I, I Just because he's the like one openly gay person. Yeah, but I think the thing is, like, I know he's doing all these other media things for them, but you haven't seen him wrestling in forever. And the one good thing he had going was the primetime players with uh, Titus O'Neil. And then now that's completely been you know, sent to the moon, so... Yeah. I, just, I don't know, but that Cena kind of going back on you know putting those guys over was was not a good move, and he you're right, he's admitted that. But the fact that he was willing to be that guy, he could have looked at uh, Vince and been like, make it somebody else. Yeah. But he's like, you know, no, I get what you're doing for business. All right, let him beat the crap out of me. His work with uh, Daniel Bryan, knowing how over Daniel Bryan was, mm-hmm. yeah, because- and being willing willing to take the match and then take the clean loss to yeah. Daniel Bryan. Because the thing a lot of people don't know is that whole um, story that they had of John Cena getting to choose his opponent for SummerSlam and him picking Daniel Bryan, that was based on a pretty real story of John Cena, I believe. It wasn't um, them saying, John Cena, who do you want to face? And he picked Daniel Bryan. That was just him basically going up to Vince or someone saying, you know, this this kid is getting cheered over like crazy. Why is he not fighting me for the title? Right, yeah. And let's be honest, I mean, if there are anybody who's watched Total Bellas or Total Divas, they all know by the time that uh, whenever this marriage happens between Cena and Nikki Bella, those two are going to be related. Yeah, Cena I and know. Daniel it's Bryan gonna be are going to be weird. Mm-hmm. So brothers-in-law, they've probably been probably background. They've been talking for a long time because I know that Bree and Daniel have been together for a couple of years before they got married. Yeah, and Nikki and John were together for a while too. So they probably were talking those kind of things over for a long time backstage before ever actually getting a chance to put it out on stage. And that's the mm-hmm. ba- great thing. Again, we were, I think we talked about it in the previous podcast. Guys who travel the road together always make the best opponents for each other because yeah. they get that time to talk and figure out what they want to do. You look at Triple H and HBK, great as opponents. Close friends, great as opponents. All of the S.H.I.E.L.D. members. All of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. members. You look at um, like the work that uh, AJ Styles and Nakamura will hopefully be doing soon. Because of all their time they spent in Japan together. Fingers crossed. It'll happen. Having John Cena and uh, 
Daniel Bryan being so close to each other because of you know their spouses gave them a chance to really work through ideas of what they could do, how they could work this, how they could work that, that it made great entertainment. So when the match finally happened, it was pretty much everything you wanted out of a Daniel Bryan-John Cena match. Daniel Bryan, quote-unquote, forced, air quotations mm-hmm. there, John Cena to actually wrestle instead yeah. of being five-move John, making it probably one of the most entertaining matches I've ever seen John Cena have. I think John Cena, another part of being a good wrestler that we haven't really touched on is John being a pretty good ring general, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, and I think to clarify what I feel about what I consider a ring general, I consider a ring general to be someone who calls shots or spots and, you know, just does stuff on the fly in the middle of the ring. Examples of this being like, you know, when Kevin Owens is like shouting stuff at the fans, you know, that's him being a ring general Mm -hmm. because he's controlling the match. Mm -hmm. And I feel John, I feel John is so subtle about this that you almost don't detect it. And I feel that's what makes him so good at it because when they're, when you can't even really tell that they're being a ring general, that's, that's a mark of how subtle they are about it. He does kind of need sometimes to watch his volume, though, because every once in a while you do catch him on the mic Very saying something. Bachamania. Yeah, Bachamania. Those, those guys on YouTube there have been good for finding him on the everybody talks too much part yeah. of the thing. Talks too much. So it's, but, but everyone's guilty of that. Yeah, it's yeah. just – that's one of the reasons why wrestlers used to have the long hair all the time. It was good to hide talking to each other because yeah. you can't see the mouths move. <laughs> now that the hair isn't for everybody – it's kind of obvious when John Cena's in a headlock and he's talking in the guy's ear. Yeah. You know? So it's it's just one of the things where you're right. He has a great way to command the, the, the pace of the match. He knows exactly when it's time to become big match John. He knows wait for wait for the, the, the cheering to get to a certain point, wait for the noise to get to a certain point, then turn it. And it's time to go kind of things. But he's very good at that. And he's very good at ring psychology. I don't think he gets a lot of credit for that. He knows how to really work it back and forth. See, I... I... I'd have to kind of disagree because it seems like John Cena only has really good matches against really good people that are usually known as ring generals. Let's see. Let's let, let's look at this past really good matches. All right. Has there been anybody that he has put, you know, like even if they lost, they look better, you know, better in the match, you know? Um, I, I'd say Rusev, when he was feuding with Rusev, looked no, pretty strong. but he stunning. put himself over on Rusev. But, but you said even if the guy lost, that, um, did, or do you mean if, even if Cena lost, or did the guy lost? Well, I mean, it actually improved their status wrestling him. I yeah. mean, you look at Shawn Michaels, he can put over anybody. You look at, like, uh, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. he can put over anybody. CM Punk did the same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, and these are some of John Cena's best matches like the what was it like the the 30 minute match that he had with Shawn michaels after wrestlemania yeah after wrestlemania was really good but that was against Shawn michaels like they say Shawn michaels is like they say almost like putting on an old shoe it fits all the time the the john cena's infamous match at money in the bank against cm punk exactly that goes down as probably one of my favorite matches to watch for john cena see that's my problem great moment in time Terrible match. See, I, I, I enjoyed the whole story of that match. That's the, thing. the story was amazing. The match was not as great as everybody says. What? It was. You are crazy. Now, what about... Um, I mean, obviously, it's a little different with them because it was a, almost a decade between the last time they wrestled each other. 
but the first match back of Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Well, you mean the, the Extreme Rules. The, the extreme, Suplex City? No, the Extreme oh, Rules. The extreme matches. Rules match. The one where Cena got busted open. See, I didn't really consider that one of his great matches, you know, like. Because, I mean, those two guys have had so many matches earlier when yeah. they were both younger in their career. And, and and what's interesting about that one is this is the this was the first match where Lesnar pretty much broke out his new style because back yeah. in the early days he was a very typical wrestler, whereas now he had to because of his UFC career, had to pretty much become more of a brawler and a, yeah. and a bruiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I would say that was an okay match. I wouldn't say it was like, mm, but I mean, like you just look at all his amazing matches. He's always had somebody really good working with him. Yeah, but but then again, that's you can make that excuse with any good wrestler. You could say that, oh, you know, um, the only reason Kevin Owens was so good and that he was Sami Zayn is because he was feuding with Sami Zayn, you know. It's, yeah, but Kevin Owens was one of those guys to what Eric was leaning to. Kevin Owens can have a really good match with almost anybody. anybody. That's the thing. It's he is, like there's a difference. He can do that. Okay. I wouldn't say okay, John okay. Cena's a Ooh. ring general. I'd say his ring psychology is amazing. Okay, I, I got but a good I one. I not say that he's a ring general. Okay, I got one who Cena had a lot of good matches with this guy, and he did not have good matches with everyone he stepped into the ring with. Batista. Batista? Yeah, yeah Batista Cena did not... and Batista had some really good matches. And Batista is not someone who could put on a good match with, every, oh, with everyone. Oh, during that time. I'd have to go rewatch it, because honestly, I don't know well, the, other matches. I'm, I'm specifically... Cons- well, both the SummerSlam match where, you know, he accidentally injured Cena was a really good match. Yeah. And then their feud and matches they had during his heel turn around WrestleMania 26 were really good. Mm-hmm. Now... The thing that's the weird thing with Cena is like you bring it up a lot of times. Cena's involved in he's big match John. He's in, he's involved in I think God, I don't know how many main events he's got now on pay per view. I don't know. Okay, I'm just his pay per view main event is some sort of ridiculous well, number well, now. Well, actually, no, I can actually like I'm gonna go specifically with WrestleManias. So um, his first WrestleMania main event was WrestleMania 21, or mm-hmm. at least. Do we want to consider any world title match to be the main event, or does it have to literally be the last match on the card? No, it, I mean I consider main event. You know, with WrestleMania, it's usually the last three matches. Okay. Are the three big card main event matches. Okay, yeah, so then yeah. Different. Okay, so then first one was WrestleMania 21, where he wrestled JBL. Then he went to WrestleMania 22, where he was the main event with Triple H. Then 23 again, the main event with Shawn Michaels. 24 with um the Triple Threat of Orton and them then again big show and edge 26 batista and him 27 him and miz 28 him and rock 29 him and rock um wrestlemania 30 was was the first one since wrestlemania 29 where he was not the main event or at least not because bray Wyatt and him was a pretty high up match but you know it wasn't the main event right. And I still think he should have put over Bray then, Wyatt in that match. There, there's been a lot of talk that uh, a lot of people have been marrying Bray Wyatt, but that's something we could talk about. Later. Oh, God. I definitely want to have an episode on Bray Wyatt because I love Bray Wyatt. And, uh, but I think, yeah. I think we can all agree, though. That, Unfair burials. I think we can all agree, though, that the, the instant belief that John Cena sucks is really not as valid as people want to make it because I don't necessarily – I mean, and you guys, can, uh, you guys can disagree if you want, but I don't necessarily believe that John Cena sucks – comes from John Cena's ability, but from what the company has done to make John Cena the character that he is versus his capabilities as a wrestler. Like I said, I feel it comes from two things. 
One is that, and from his period when he was Super Cena and people just not letting it go. And secondly, the one thing that I've said about about the smart marks, the bad wrestling fans out there, and the fact that it's just some weird instinct with wrestling fans that whatever WWE tells you is good, they are just going to immediately do the hipster thing and say, no, it isn't, simply for the fact that they think it makes them sound smarter or better than everyone. And I know that's a hard truth. A lot of people don't want to you know, admit to, but, you know, that's simply the way it is. Yeah. Well, I agree. Uh, smart marks. It's just a popular thing to do nowadays is just uh, say John Zena sucks, which, uh, you know, he doesn't suck anymore, I'd have to say. Well, I mean, people have chanted, you suck for years to Kurt Angle. Exactly. The Kurt Angle is mm, not. Di- di- different situation, because remember, the you suck chant specifically started because of character stuff, because Edge... You know, Edge started the Usuk chant because they were feuding at the time, and it just continued on at, um, until the end of time. I so love it how did... he switched it around. He's like, "That's right, my opponent does suck." <laughs> I love the fact that he comes out now and he's just happy with it. He's like yeah. smiling and kind. Oh, especially well, well, well Helen. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, in the Hall of Fame, he specifically asked people he was to do it. He was leading it. That was the best oh, part. God, he, he his smile was like I, ear to ear. So I want I wonder then because we all know the big match John's going to be Hall of Fame. Oh, he deserves it. So my question is. The dude could probably murder three people and rape like four women and still make it in the Hall of Fame. Okay, let's 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 take that off the record though, Eric. We don't want to start insinuating like possible futures for John Cena. No, he can Chris Benoit and still make it in. Wow. Who? Who? <laughs> who, who is wait, 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 guys! There are men at the front door wearing gold WWE jackets. I feel like Eric's about to be taken. I'm standing away. by what I said. <laughs> but um. What what were you trying? I just what what no, really, I guess where guys. I was going with that is you know we know he's Hall of Fame we know he's going to be yeah and the thing is when you go back if you could create the Hall of Fame montage in your head each one of us no matter what matches we put in we're all gonna come up with the same concept is you're gonna get a lot more quality good wrestling John Cena than quote unquote suck moments mm. so who do you think here, would here. induct John Cena. Into the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's actually a good question. I would say... I'd say Edge. I would love to see Edge do it. Yeah. I would say either Edge, yeah, because when I think of John Cena's greatest rival, I edge. think of Edge. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would say either Edge, Kurt Angle, just because, you know, they kind of... They kind of entered... They brought, her, brought him in pretty yep. much, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, we know that... Um, John Cena and Dr. Kurt Angle, so... And then possibly... Randy Orton. Orton. Yeah, because... That's true, they had a really... How many times it's been, like, 50? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and supposedly him and Randy Orton are really good friends, mm-hmm. um, from what I hear, so... Yeah, because two John's two greatest rivals were, yeah, Edge and Randy Orton. Yeah. So in the end, I think it comes down to the fact that John Cena doesn't really suck. It doesn't. It's the marketing and the branding and the things behind John Cena. And fans just wanting to be hipsters. Right, and fans and all that. And it's all of that stuff around him that's brought this on. But it's not actually his fault that it's there. And the one thing I will say that I I will say this until the day I die, and I will adamantly believe it, but John Cena is... The greatest ambassador that company has ever had, without question. Oh yeah, he's broke. He's broken the record on the uh, make a wish. Make a list. wish to the point that I don't think anyone will ever catch him. No, I don't think it'll ever be possible. So, do you so, think he'll beat Ric Flair's 
title. You know what? I, I, I hope not. Same here. Just I could see them doing it, and I could see Ric Flair giving the blessing to do it, but I hope not, just because... The, the fans by, who, have, who have hated him will never shut up about it. But by stopping it there, you basically put the greatest man of his time, Ric Flair. Yeah. And now you've put the greatest man of his time, John Cena, at that same point. Mm. By putting John Cena over, you're saying John Cena is somehow better than Ric Flair? But by keeping it at the same number, you could put them as, like, the it guy of their generation. That's true. So I agree with that. That's a good one. Well, right. you, well, you heard it here, folks. First thing is that John Cena does not suck. I don't know why I did it like a newscaster, but felt like it. <laughs> old-timey newscaster. Do we need to get you one of those paper, uh, those toilet paper tubes so you can yeah. sound like you're on old-time radio? <laughs> Where's my cigarettes? Cool. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes. They'll make you healthy. <laughs> Five five out of five doctors agree. Yeah. Cigarettes are healthy for pregnant women. Yeah. Huh, I'm John. Huh, I'm John Cena. See, you can't see me. See, do <laughs> yeah. the five knuckle shuffle. See, That's oh you. my God, John Cena. Oh God, five. where have we gone? Somebody help me. <laughs> That's right, little Jimmy. John Cena's here to see me. Wait, little wait, where's our truth? <laughs> <laughs> I did love when John Cena took on our truth. Oh, little yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Little capital, Jimmy. Was it Capital Punishment? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. I think I might have to rewatch that, man. Oh, that so was a, that was an underrated feud that could have gone so much longer than they did. Our truth was awesome as a heel. Oh yeah. Well, he was even awesome as a face. As long as he had little Jimmy, he was awesome. <laughs> if you guys ever get the chance, watch the. Um, I think it's the table for three. Yeah. That our uh, truth was I, I on, think I've seen where that. he talks about the creation of little Jimmy <laughs> and how that all came about. Some of the funniest crap. That dude is that. that dude is so much smarter That's, about wrestling than people realize. Oh yeah. That is why I that is why just as a quick side note, I hate how people fans treat him because both, as you said, he's a lot smarter than he appears to be, and secondly, he seems like he is one of the nicest people in the world because he's yeah. also the reason he stuck with around with WWE so long is he's just genuinely one of the most liked guys in yeah. the in the locker room. Oh yeah. Supposedly, yeah. Oh yeah. And he's 50. I yeah. know, right? He does not look 50. No. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Woo! All we right. answered the Sean, question. Well, uh, we answered the question as best as we thought. Well, I'm sure the fans will comment below. Well, we, yeah. well, because we're on a podcast, that means we're the authority We're the authority on it. We know more than they do, so they can stop the it. authority. Uh, if you had an opinion, hit us up at Marks of the Roundtable at, uh, on t- Twitter. Or press ton at P-R-E-S-E-S-S underscore ton 36 i have a new twitter handle you can now find me at uh at uh, on twitter at markster of none (laughs) really markster of none markster of none all right well then he's officially the markster of none all right well hope you guys had fun and if you have suggestions on podcast episode topics put them on our twitter account and we hope you'll join us again at the table anything except for glow with the TV show or the actual wrestling the actual program? wrestling. Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about the wrestling program. Oh, oh God. We could. Oh, All right. God, we, no. could, we could. We I could. guess we could try. But oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard some... to watch. I tried to watch, uh, what was it, the YouTube video of it, and it was oh, like, yeah, It's hard to watch. But the only I... thing I got of actual wrestling globes, I watched the documentary. Yeah. And that just made me more sad. Oh, I know. I, I like that documentary. Though. I, I did, too. It was but, good, but it just but made me sad. I didn't know Ivory or whoever it was was in Globe. I didn't know that either, man. Tina Ferrari? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tina Ferrari yeah. was like the it girl. But I can't <laughs> not believe we're actually talking about Glow and that I knew what it was. What the hell is wrong with me? Uh, 
We'll, we'll set up a Twitter account for Save Nick. Turn this yeah. off now before yeah. I get too far into yeah. this wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, join us next time, guys. Right. Bye! <laughs>